What's poppin', y'all? You're listening to the Babbling with Jazz podcast, where I, your host, Jasmine Charlie, hold nothing back while living and speaking my truth. I'm on a mission to inspiring those who need it and also having the important conversations on topics that people tend to overlook or avoid. So join me as I babble about this beautiful gift that we call life. Hey family, what's poppin'? Welcome back to another episode here on the Babbling with Jazz podcast. I'm so excited to be speaking into my mic to my family all across the world. Hello, everybody. I love you guys so much. Like, I'm just in a full state of gratitude right now. Your girl is still dealing with some allergies, okay? So my voice may not be up to par as it usually is, but it's okay. It's okay. Please pray for my healing, y'all, because my throat trying to give out on me. Like, what are you doing? Um, But I am just ready to begin today's show. Um, first and foremost, if you haven't listened to this week's episode, Perseverance, please go listen to that. Y'all, I was high off the freaking Holy Spirit. Um, and I really just talked about a lot of stuff as always, right? But no, seriously, um, the different kingdoms that are in the spirit and how we, um, who you are a slave to whoever has authority over you. You cannot have two, ma- you cannot serve two masters. You can only serve one. And to understand the definition of what authority means and to understand how the enemy operates in his kingdom. So it's a very great episode and I really loved it. I was super high off the Holy Spirit as I sit. So, you know, that one's a banger. Um, But I'm really excited to dig into these questions. Y'all already know what day it is. Y'all know what time it is. On Wednesdays, I answer the questions that are submitted to me from my lovely listeners all across the world. So I love that. Um, But before... Y'all already know I got to do my babble. This would not be the Babbling Witch Ass Podcast if your girl did not babble. (laughs) Okay, so... Um, I was doing a little bit of self-reflection yesterday. Um... And I was listening to my old older episodes from season one. Um, it's so crazy when I listen to season one. I feel like I'm a completely different person, but in a good way. Like season one is bangers, bangers, bangers. But I don't know. I just feel like, wow, this is like younger jazz from like a year ago. So I was listening to God's Plan. That's like my third episode. And God was just giving me so much revelation. I just want to share. So I was listening to, like I said, God's Plan. And in that episode, I was talking about how I just recently moved to Texas um, and how I was in this season of construction and how I noticed that in Houston, like it's construction every freaking where. And from Chicago, where I'm at, everything, all the roads are set. You know what I'm saying? It's not really that much construction and how God literally even had me literally living in construction because my apartment complex was a brand new apartment complex, which was still being under construction. Um, it was still like being constructed and I was living there. So I literally was placed in a, in a, in a, in, a, in an environment where literally I was in construction and how I did not have Wi-Fi and y'all know Wi-Fi in this day and age and y'all is so big, you know, so I didn't have Wi-Fi. There was a lot of things that I felt like and I felt like it was very intentional as to why I didn't have Wi-Fi um, in my apartment. And really, if you guys really, you know, know for first season, like last year was a lot for me. Um, it was a, a big transition and like I said, I didn't have Wi-Fi. My service was 
terrible. Literally, I'd have like one bar, my calls would drop. I just felt so disconnected and out of the loop. And I'm real and now I'm in a position now where I see clear as day that I needed that. And that was God putting me in the wilderness, that season of isolation, um, that season of singleness where he could really work on me and develop me. And I really thank God for that. And, you know, as y'all know, I went back home to the shy for the summer and, you know, I came back. I still stay in the same apartment complex, um, but a different room. And even with that, it's like, I feel like, I don't know if I just got too happy-go-lucky going back to my, you know, my home state, my hometown, that I guess I forgot that, or maybe I just, not not that I forgot, but maybe I just assumed that I still wasn't in a season of construction. Um, So I was listening to the God's Plan episode and literally the Holy Spirit was like, yeah, Jazz, like, just because you're not in the same exact um, apartment room doesn't mean that you're still not in the season of construction. I think maybe I subconsciously thought that, okay, that part is over. Um, God has downloaded everything that I needed thus far, and now I can do this and this. But no, Jazz, I'm very much so still in the season of construction. And even with that, literally, guys, I... um, So y'all know, like I said, I'm in a different apartment room, same apartment complex, but this is the real gag. The real gag is I, um, I literally, before leaving Texas, I talked, I was in the leasing office for my apartment and they told me, and I said, I want the same exact room. I want the same room. I'm going to have the same room. And that was, that's what we left off as. Um, and at the time, you know, the whole summer, I'm thinking, boom, I'm going to have my same exact room. I'm going, I knew, I just felt like coming back to Houston, I, I basically, coming back to Texas, I just knew, I, I thought I knew, this is the gag. This is what, it, this is the definition of not leaning on your own understanding. But I really just had made up in my head that I was moving back to the, my same apartment complex. I was going to have my same neighbors. Everything was just going to be the same and I'm just going to snap back you know, back into what I was. Um, it wasn't until literally move in day when I was trying to pick up my keys, they done told me that that's not my apartment. And I said, um, how? Because when I left here, I was told that I'm getting my same exact room. I don't want a different room. And I didn't realize at the time, well, I know that everything happens divinely. And I feel like the whole time I was telling people like friends back at home or even talking to myself like, yeah, I'm going to get the same room and just imagining how my school year is going to play out and stuff. And God, I feel like God was in heaven just literally laughing like this girl, <laughs> this girl really think she really thinks she's running th- the show. Like, has she forgotten who I am and what I do and that this is I'm the one who's operating things and she's up for a, a big wake up call. <laughs> so it just really humbled me. And, um, but I knew that, okay, God, you obviously are moving me. It's the same place. And, and see, I look at things so deep. I, I hope you guys, I hope you guys see it. Well, if you, if you see, you see the Holy Spirit's going to reveal it to you, but it's like, I'm in the same apartment complex, but a different room. God has moved me, but I'm still in construction. I feel like it's a symbolism that I'm still I'm still in construction, but I'm not where I used to be. I, I've definitely developed, but I'm still in construction. And even I remember in my old apartment, 
I used to have a lot of trouble with my shower. My shower would always flood. I mean, they even went and fixed it, quote unquote, like literally they spent like a literally a week working on my shower. And, and yes, guys, I used my roommate shower. I was not going a week, just not showering. I'm not dirty, (laughs) but even after they fixed it, quote unquote, as I said, it still was leaking. So that was just a big irritating thing for me in my old apartment. And now in my new apartment, which I believe guys, it's right in the very front. Let me just, let me, I need, I want to be descriptive because I want you guys to see how God is moving. And I, I, I want to help us understand that God is intentional about every single thing. And you can find revelation in everything because God is in everything. Everything is not God, but God is in everything. And um, I hope that makes sense. Well, anyways, so my apartment complex last year, when I first moved into the season, when I was first in the season of construction, a whole new state in a a new university where I only knew one person, uh, literally just little old jazz from the shot. I literally, my old apartment complex was in the very back. It was in the very back. And I think that's what played a role with the horrible signal and stuff like that. So I'm in the very back, y'all. And now, and mind you, remember the shower problems. My apartment flooded twice. Um, yeah, my apartment complex is, has a whole lot, a whole lot of going on. It, it had a whole lot, a whole lot of going on. And even, ugh, I'm just so blessed for my apartment now when I'm thinking about it. So mind you, remember that my old apartment was in the very back. Now this year, same apartment complex. My apartment is in the very front. Literally, if you're pulling into my apartment complex, my apart not only my apartment, but my bedroom window, you'll see it. Like it's it's the first thing you see. It's straight ahead. I'm in the very front. What does that mean? I have good signal. My apartment is even right next to the gym. I feel like that's no coincidence. It's like I'm literally 10 seconds. It's a 10 second walk to get to the gym, to get to the study. Oh, mind you guys, though. Oh, I'm all over the place. Just know that I'm very next. I'm, I'm really close to a lot of stuff. Like I'm in a I'm in a perfect spot, honestly. And I'm on the first floor. It's a beautiful. It, I feel like it was God. It was so God sent. And um. So I remember the first couple of days that I was taking a shower in my new apartment, I would be like in my head thinking, because I'm so accustomed to where I used to be, right? I was so accustomed to, I was so accustomed to my old environment that I was like, oh, it's it's probably going to flood. And literally I would always hear the Holy Spirit saying this, you're in a whole new place now. You cannot enter this new place with the same mindset or thoughts from your old place. And did my shower in this new apartment flood? No, because I'm in a whole different apartment now. So it was teaching me that I had to let go of where I used, where I came from in this new place, that this is God is doing a new thing. And honestly, when I was even moving in to my new apartment and just seeing it, I'm just like, actually, I'm actually happy like I I actually am excited for a new environment like just a new switch I think that coming back to the same place may may have even drawn me back to the same old habits because I'm not the same Jasmine Charlie that lived in my old apartment complex from August to May I'm not the same chick so it's like if I were to go back to that environment I feel like it would have pulled out the same environment stuff in me so God was like I'm moving you I'm moving you from your roommate I'm moving you from your typical 
in, in environment, your neighbors, and no, it's no shade to anybody, but it's like, I'm moving you. And I feel like it, it was God's protection and his elevation. And, um, in my new apartment complex now, in my new, no, in my new apartment, I'm back to square one in the sense that, look, check this out, guys. I don't have Wi-Fi. Now, you guys know that second semester, I, in my old apartment complex, in my old apartment room, I eventually got Wi-Fi second semester. So I went the whole four, first four months of school last year with no Wi-Fi. Still got a 4.0 though. Check me out. So it was like, and, and this is where I feel like God was dealing with me. Um, I, I remember, I let me let me see if I can hurry up and pull it up. I'm going to read you, read it to you guys verbatim because I feel like I brought this upon myself. Um, you guys are going to understand in a sec. Okay, so on February 11th, 2019. Um, so my, like I said, I, I'm about to read you guys this note that um, God was flowed through me to speak. Um, he was speaking to me through my thoughts and I got this note from him and... Um, it says that, yeah, I gave you Wi-Fi for a purpose. There's nothing wrong with watching Netflix and stuff, but make sure you're still making time to do what I created you to do. That is straight from God. And I feel as though last semester, my second semester with the Wi-Fi, I kind of abused it. And I didn't, because even last year, guys, God blessed me. I had so much free time on my hands to do so much. And I I wasn't as productive as I would have liked it to be. I mean, my last year, last semester, my professors was canceling class like it wasn't nothing. I literally was be going to class maybe once or twice a week, if that. Like, it was so easy breezy. Like, last semester was the easiest semester ever. And... I had a lot of free time on my hands and I had Wi-Fi now, this thing that I've been crying for since first semester. And here I am not using it to its fullest ability. So I feel like, and I was, I used, Wi-Fi kind of distracted me a little bit and I just got comfortable in it. So now I'm in this new apartment complex where, I mean, new apartment, y'all get what I'm saying. I'm in this new apartment room where now I have even more obligations and I definitely need Wi-Fi, guys. I definitely, definitely need Wi-Fi now more than ever. But it's reminding me, I feel like if maybe if I would have handled my stuff like I did, like I should have did last semester, maybe moving into this new environment, God would have said, okay, there's already Wi-Fi here. I'm going to create a way. Now I'm realizing that, and especially when I didn't have Wi-Fi my first semester, it was, it, it caused me to get closer to God and caused me to be more focused and more hungry on my goals because I knew that I had to, it, it caused me to spend more energy on, on getting the results that I wanted. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't have, um, why I didn't have Netflix first semester where it caught, it could have, you know, distracted me from doing what I needed to do. So instead of watching Netflix or browsing on YouTube or something on my laptop, it was like, okay, well, let me just read the Bible. Like that really was that. And I know that God, you know, God is very, God can be very selfish with us. God loves us. So he can cut off. He will go through those extreme lengths to get our attention for us to draw close to him. So I knew first semester, okay, God, you obviously, I don't got no signal. My calls keep dropping. Obviously you want my attention. So boom, let's connect. (laughs) You feel me? And I'm so thankful for that. And I see him doing that again, even now this semester. And it's like, I I feel like it's God, I have to show God that I can handle the wi-fi this time around so now i like i said my apartment has um 
they have like a study room, like a, a whole lounge that's open 24 hours where they got Wi-Fi in there. So now instead of how I would love to do my work in the comfort of my home, if I want to go out and do something, I have to now go out and, 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 and do it in a different environment. I have to show God that God, I'm serious about this thing and that I'm willing to go on campus or go to the study lounge or go to a friend's house to make sure that I'm on top of my game and that I'm doing what it is that you need me to do. And it was just teaching me, God was just showing me in the, in listening back to that episode that I'm still under a construction period. I'm still being constructed. And it's kind of like scary, but exciting at the same time, because it's like, I'm obviously not the same Jasmine I was a year from now. And it's like, but God, I feel like, dang, there's more. And I know that there's more. I, I know that I'm not even at my, I'm not even at my nothing even close to my peak. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, but dang God, you mean there's still more in this construction period. And I feel like in this period, guys, it's, it's so important to, to draw near God, to draw close near to God, um, in this time, time and age. Like I told myself I'm done as far as I just, I just, I'm just spending extra energy with God. I'm, I'm spending all my extra energy with God. Like though, yeah, God, I could be out doing this or blase, blase, blase. Instead, I'm gonna spend it with you. I know that the time that I spend with God, I'm always going to gain a beneficial return. Know that, remember that your time, your attention is energy. And this goes with the people you surround yourself with, the things you watch, the things you listen to. Anything that gets your attention, you're paying that thing. When they say pay attention, you're literally paying your attention. So it's like, I know if I sow my energy into God, if I put my attention and my focus on God and his word and spend that time communicating with him, hanging out with him and me and him having our us time, I will never lose. I will never lose. And I feel like a part of of the benefit of how I am where I am right now. And this isn't, I'm not trying to downplay myself because I'm very blessed and I need to clap for myself because I'm definitely not where I used to be. And not, I'm not even talking about last year. I'm talking about year, a couple, even more years before that. I was totally, I got you guys. My life story is just a testament that God exists, period. Um, But it, it's just that I feel like, the blessings, the opportunities, the, the the clarity, the peace, the favor that I have in my life, it's all stemming from the time that I spent with God. A lot of people scream from the rooftops, I love God, I love God, I believe in God. Do you believe in him? But even the Bible says everybody that screams, Lord, Lord, doesn't will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Because there's so many people who are saying, oh yeah, Jesus this, they got God in their bios, probably a, a Bible verse, but how is your relationship with him? And it's like, you're in a, the, your relationship with God, you're in a relationship with someone who's madly in love with you, who's not leaving you. It's all you. Are you making the time? Because God is always making time. God will never miss an appointment that you set with him. 
So it's like, uh, so the people, back to what I was saying last week or in the last Axe Jazz episode, when you say, I want to grow a deeper relationship with God, God is waiting on you. God is like, dude, I'm here. Can you let me in? Can you invite me into your life? Can you spend some time with me? Instead of scrolling on social media or, or, or in your text or whatever the case may be, doing all this or spending time with all your friends, I thought I was your friend too. You and your friends out partying every single day, every single weekend. But when it comes to me, your friend, I want to be your best friend. You're not making time for me. Or when it's time to go to church, it's, oh, I got to go to church. I got to give up an hour or two. Oh, I got to go to church and stuff like that. When you can spend multiple hours upon hours hanging out with your friends, though. But I'm supposed to be your, I'm supposed to be your Lord. I'm your quote unquote best friend. You love me. But every time it comes with putting the time to spend with me, it's a, it's irritating you. How is that? Your relationship with God is the most important thing and the most important relationship for your life. It sets the tone for everything. It's the relationship that changes who you are and the environments around you. I know for a fact that me being in a whole different apartment is not a coincidence. It's God. God was moving me. God was moving me in my apartment. It's right in the front. I used to be in the back where no service. Now I'm in the front with good service. I'm right next to the resources that I need. I'm right in the front, but I'm still in construction because my apartment complex is still being built. It's still under construction. And we need to understand that construction is a process that God gives us seeds. God does not give you the whole fruit. Every fruit known to man, life is so practical, guys. You plant the seed, the seed grows, it takes time, then the harvest. So we need to understand that just because you don't see the fruit yet doesn't mean that God has not given you the seed, but are you going to plant it? And before even planting it, are you growing your roots? Your roots need to be rooted in God. Because if not, the enemy's going to come. It's in Matthew verse, I mean, chapter 12, how the, read the parable of the sower that when enemies, when the, when the attacks come, the persecution comes, if you're not rooted in God, the enemy can easily uproot you. You want to be planted and connected to the root that can face any storm, anything that comes your way. You get what I'm saying? So I'm still living in construction and it hit me and it's like, okay, God. I can't get too carried away with all that you all that you've blessed me with now because I there's still some things that you need to work on the inside of me and I cannot rush anything in my life. I don't want to rush anything. I just want to take it day by day with you. If God is not in a hurry to take you to the next level, to bring you with this person, to bless you with this car, to bless you with this house, whatever the case may be, why are you? Why are you in a hurry? When the, when the disciples were on the ship and it was storming and Jesus was in the, in, in the, in the boat sleep, knocked out, snoring, and they were freaking out because of the waves and stuff. And they woke Jesus up, Jesus, Jesus, blah, 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 please help. And you know, Jesus calmed the storm, but it's like, if God is there sleeping during your storms, why are you afraid? What are, what is there to freak out about? If I see the one who has control over my life relaxing, taking his time sleeping, then, then that means that I need, to, I need to have that same energy and approach. So I'm saying to myself, I'm really speaking to myself, and it's so crazy because sometimes when I speak, the truth just be coming out. And it's like, I'm going to listen back to this. I'm going to be like, wow, Jasmine, you, it's like still clicking in my head that I'm really in construction. 
Like this is like the Holy Spirit confirming, Jasmine, you're still in construction. I already knew I was after yesterday, but it's like, really, I'm really still in construction. And it's okay. It's beautiful. You're still learning about yourself. There's so much about you that God wants to reveal to you. And I think it's bigger than just understanding that you're in the season of construction, but understanding that though that you're in the season of construction, are you going to do what you need to do in the season of construction to live a fruitful life? Because God's plan for our lives is to have us fruitful in every season, winter, spring, summer, and fall. In every season of your life, you should bear fruit. I was laid off my job, but I'm still bearing bearing fruit. I still live in flavor. I'm a flavor, LOL. I still live in favor every season. So it's like, I think it's bigger than understanding that you're in construction, but understanding what you need to do in the season. And, and this is what I sent to my email list um, this week. If you're not on my email list, what are you doing? DM me. I'm babbling with jazz your email so I can add you. But I said to my email, like, it's important to ask God, what is he requiring of you in this season? We're in a whole new month. And some people just, just, just set their months out and just go, go freely and do what they need to do. I mean, do what, no, not do what they need to do, but do what they want to do. It's things that you want to do, but not what you need to do. Okay. So it's like, I feel like we need, we need to be, we need to be intentional about every action that we take and to be patient behind every action that we take and to just understand that this is a journey that whatever is meant to be will be. So if God has called you into a season, don't fight it. If God has put a definition on what your season is right now, submit to it, understand that he would never lead you the wrong way. And everything that God does and everything that he stands for is for your good. So you can't lose. So if God is saying right now, Jasmine, you need to be in college and you're in a season of construction, even though I'm like, God, why am I here? I know that I'm bigger than this and and I'm not saying it in my cocky way, but it's just like, I don't under, I just don't understand why I'm here. I don't understand why I'm in this apartment complex of all apartment complexes. You didn't chose me this one. But God is like, I, I specifically placed you here. I specifically brought you to Texas. I specifically had you um, gave, made sure that you came out into this world. I'm, I specifically made sure that you made your appearance on this earth, August 9th, 1998. Mark it on your calendars for next year, y'all. Um, but it's so everything is specific. There's a specific reason why you cross, cross paths with a person. And you can't lean on your own understanding and, and, and define that reason for yourself. That is something that you have to go to the creator of all things, the one who the one who puts everything together, the God of the universe. Yes, the universe delivered that message to you, but the universe was not the initial sender. The universe is the mailing system. But who is the from from that package? Who wrote the from to to the to the two? You get what I'm saying? It's God. God is the from, he sends it through the universe and you are the two, you are the recipient. Think of everything like a package. So guys, I'm just really shook. I just wanted to speak on that. So don't get, don't get too come. I feel like, especially in construction, you're, you're seeing, you're going to see seasons where you're being built up and built up and built up. And you might think, okay, you know, I'm done. 
or I'm out of I'm out the season now I'm focusing on this but it's like no don't get too carried away now you're still in the season and you're gonna know when God has called you to a different season like I knew when I moved from the shy last year to Texas I felt it in my spirit I felt it all around me that this is a whole new season that I'm in a season of singleness and slash construction and I think that we have to also have this approach I know I'm I'm gonna get to the questions guys but we have to we have to get this approach with um have this approach and with with excitement it's nothing to be like um construction um single like singleness is not a death sentence it's not a prison it's not a prison it's it's literally amazing and I, i i need to i had to reignite that flame that this is the season where i have no other obligation to anyone but myself and i'm working on myself not just for myself but for the people that i'm connected to for my future children for my generations upon generations i'm gonna have fun with it in this season i'm gonna do i'm gonna learn about myself i'm gonna explore i'm gonna try these different experiences that i've never done before with friends with family whoever that's that's what single and, and if you want to bring it to a romantic aspect let me even put it bring it down to you if you don't handle your singleness correctly it's going to damage your relationship and any future relationships that you do have and two if you don't take the time to explore find out about yourself like do different experiences when you do enter a relationship what are you bringing to the table so say for instance i skydived or i traveled across the world all throughout my singleness now when i'm placed with my my future spouse or partner i'm gonna be able to give you that information i'm gonna be able to like pour into you with more intellect and knowledge or just pour more into you but if i don't do nothing with my singleness if i spend my whole singleness season sad depressed comparing myself to people in relationships um just being like unworthy or feeling not being i'm definitely worthy but feeling unworthy i'm not gonna bring anything to the table when i am placed with someone you feel me like i want whoever i'm supposed to be with to enjoy their singleness to the point where when we do connect like i want you to teach me and it's like if you don't if you don't spend time in singleness and understand who you are oh my god i got a text if you don't spend time ooh, okay okay if you don't spend time if you don't spend time learning about yourself how are you going to be a good friend a good brother a good sister a good husband a good wife a good father a good mother to the next person if you don't know yourself I need to know who I am so I can tell you what I need from you to be a good friend to me. You get what I'm saying? Do you truly know yourself? We're in a season, a lot of us are in a season right now where God is revealing to us who he's created us to be since the beginning of time. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. And remember that when I talk about singleness, you're single until you're married. You can be in a relationship, but still be single because your soul, your, your, your single soul. Remember that marriage is when the soul becomes one. You're engaged, but we've been dating 10 years. We're engaged. You're about to get married in two months. It doesn't matter. You're still single. And it's cool when you're, when you are in a romantic relationship now, now you get to share your singleness together. You guys are not technically romantically single because your your emotions are invested in each other. But spiritually, you guys are single because you guys two have two single separate souls. 
until marriage and you guys become that one big soul so i just wanted to say that y'all but without further ado let's jump into these questions all right guys so first question here is yo jazz i have a question for your hashtag ask jazz in parentheses he put love the show by the way thank you very much I need insight from a woman's perspective on my current situation. For the past seven months, I've been dating this girl and I'm at a point in my life where I want to settle down. I asked her to be officially my woman twice and she turned me down saying she was afraid and that she wasn't ready yet and that she still is healing from her past. At this point, do you think she's BSing? I've been patient. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Honestly, the first thing that the, 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 uh, that popped in my head was if y'all been talking, seven months is a very long time. That's over half a year. But my thing is this. Um, I just feel like it's very, it's very dangerous. Um, it's very dangerous getting yourself emotionally, deeply emotionally invested in someone who's still healing. If she knows that she still hasn't fully healed, then she shouldn't even put herself out there to be dating you at this time, if you get what I'm saying. So I don't think she's BSing, and I think it's actually a blessing. If somebody's literally, if she's telling you, and this is the thing, us women, we're very emotional. I'm gonna put us out there, women, we are. Um, And I know men think with logic, and I think that's why it's so beautiful when when two men, men, the man and the woman come together because it's like we're bringing two key factors together, but with balance. It's so beautiful. Um, but you have to understand, and especially if a woman turns it down, she may genuinely like you, but she might be afraid, especially because she may feel like she has a good man, a good thing, but she's afraid she may feel underqualified or she's just still caught up in, you know, this is a great man, but you know, my ex was probably a great man too. And we ended however we did. So honestly, I could understand why you are getting impatient. Um, I mean that you, you said I've been patient, which is true, but understand that technically you're not, y'all ain't married. You're not obligated. And if you truly are ready to settle down, if this is the woman for you, if this is the woman that you know, that you want to be with, then you have to really just ask yourself, am I willing to wait until whenever she's ready? Or am I willing to just, you know what, go do my own thing. And, you know, whenever she's ready, if I'm still interested, then boom. But she's not BSing. Um, Women, we're, we're very... We can be very fragile. I know there's some women who act like they're so, uh, you know, nothing can phase me. Um, but sometimes that's just because they have their guards up from previous hurt and pain. So they have to put up this mask and this guard to the point where it's like, you can't hurt me. Um, but she is just trying to protect herself. She sounds like a girl who's been hurt before. She doesn't want to be hurt again. Um, and... You know, I don't think she's BSing, to be honest, but I would definitely just ask you or just honestly say it's very dangerous for both men and women, y'all. It's just very dangerous to get yourself deeply invested in someone who isn't fully healed, especially from a past relationship. It just doesn't lead to anything good. Somebody gets hurt in the end and then really ask yourself if she did, if she just said, okay, let's be boyfriend and girlfriend, I'm officially going to be your woman. 
if she were to say that and she wasn't healed, then you would be over here crying or just complaining about how she's tripping or doing this and that. So it's like she's actually it's a, it's actually God blessing you and protecting you from from heartache and all this sleepless nights and stuff because you won't be obligated in that in that in that aspect to you won't have an obligation to her. You know what I'm saying? Right now you guys are just dating. You don't have an obligation as her boyfriend to be there through those times when she is, you know, tripping out on you about that when she still hasn't healed from herself. So just really ask yourself if she told you straight up that she hasn't healed yet would you want to invest your time with someone i mean be in a relationship with somebody like that you wouldn't so you'd want to wait until that person is healed and you really just should straight up ask her okay well are you working on your healing i think a lot of girls um we get hurt from past things and we don't consciously work on healing we just try to bask the pain and we just say try to accept the past for it is what it is but never heal from it which can be dangerous so i feel like if she's if you really like her and and she's worth the wait if she's worth the wait of you waiting for her to be healed and then just imagine this now like you like her now she's not even fully healed yet so imagine how she's going to be when she's healed but at the same time it's really do you want to wait and that's only a, a question or answer that you have. But to answer your question, she's not BSing. She's just trying to protect herself because she's afraid. Us girls, man, we don't want to get hurt. We don't want to get hurt. We don't. We're big lovers, man. And we're nurturers. And it's scary, especially when you're with somebody that or you're around somebody that really intrigues you or you really see yourself falling for because it's always that risk like what if right but i feel like with love with true love it's always worth the risk so you have to ask her or ask yourself i mean is she worth the risk is she worth waiting for i hope that helped you bruh and thanks for the compliment about the show okay um guys next question i have here is jazz i'm curious to know your biggest hope for our generation in parentheses i'm such a big fan sending love from jersey um thank you uh shout out to my jersey listeners that's what's up come on bruh i love it i love it i love it um so you said you're curious to know my biggest hope for our generation that's interesting okay um honestly my biggest hope for our generation is to honestly fall in alignment with the will of god i think that you know, as I said in last week's episode, this week's episode, Perseverance, check it out, that um, our generation is under a lot of attack um, from the enemy. Um, depression rates are higher than ever. Suicide rates are higher than ever. Um, just a lot of stuff. We're just going through a lot. I think even drug usage is higher than ever. It's like a lot of people are trying to numb either numb the pain escape their reality or yeah either one of those two and it's sad and it's a lot of people who it's like we want to know our purpose we want to live in purpose we want to have peace but we're trying to find it in the wrong things so my biggest hope for my generation is to truly grow close to god the God way, God's way, and the only spoken way that has been said when Jesus said, I am the way, the light and the truth. Um, but it's like no other 
no other option, quote unquote, I want to say option, but no other route has ever said that they are the way. But Jesus is literally pointing to himself saying, I am the way. And it's, it's more about, I wish, I want our generation to just grow in a relationship with God, break free from religion, but build that relationship with God. And the fact that we have a literal manual to help us do that would be just so amazing. I would like for our generation to stop being so clout chasey and looking for the approval of others I think it really stems from insecurity that you're really not secure about yourself so you depend on external validation to numb your lack of internal validation and the things and the lengths that people would go through to find that validation to find that sense of acceptance is sad And we need to work on that. I feel like our generation is so powerful and there's no, obviously that's why the enemy is trying to attack us so much. Obviously that's why depression and anxiety and and procrastination and all this insecurities, that's why it's hitting us like never before, especially because we're in this time period where we're in the growth of technology and it's a blessing and a curse because technology can truly be used for good, but without that lack of direction, especially the, the without using the help of the Holy Spirit, that is a free gift to all of us that's inside of all of us, since not a lot of people are using the Holy Spirit and letting the Holy Spirit do what he needs to do, we're using these platforms to that are actually in a, in a way that is actually bringing us further apart from each other than rather bringing us in. Um, social media can be so, so, so toxic. I'm actually, I'm on day, by the, I'm, by the time you guys listen to this episode, I'll be on day five or six of the fast. But technically, I'm going to speak in present time. So I'm on like day three or four, one of those. I'm losing track. But I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good. I'm um, just out of the loop of the world. And I feel like I'm not missing anything, but I feel like we live in a day and age now when it's like when you when you don't know the latest celebrity drama or relationship stuff that something's wrong with you or that you're a lame. But I think we just need to get our priorities straight. And I know for a fact that God has a lot that he wants to do through us in our generation. And I just would like to see it fully manifest if we just took the time to build a relationship with him, his way and not follow the world's way. And just truly like just spend time showing love to one another and that it's okay to give congratulations and credit when it's due, that everything does not need to be a competition. It is okay because we all have our own lanes. We all have our own destiny. Nobody can steal whatever God has for you. You, the only person that can disqualify it is you. No matter how messed up parents you had or the things that happened to you when you were younger, it's like the only person that can disqualify yourself is you. And if you use whatever has happened to you or whatever you don't have as an excuse, because if you use anything as an excuse to be where you are, you're literally putting a cap and a limit on God. So I just want our generation to wake up really wake up and understand that we're in a spiritual warfare and for a long time we've been letting satan hoe us we've been letting satan have his way with our generation and we need to wake up because there's so much that we need to get done in our generation man i'm not trying to make it scary but we're literally the we're like growing up like we're getting we're adults now like we're we're literally the future 
And I just want our future to be in a good, stable state. (laughs) I'm not trying to be afraid of, oh my gosh, when I'm 30 years old and my children are going to school and stuff, like how are their their peers going to be? Because who raised them with somebody from my generation? You know what I'm saying? So honestly, I just want us all to grow and, and just be in alignment with the will of God. I feel like when we are all in alignment with the will of God, we all literally live in everything God has promised us. So abundance and favor and peace. And we're just fully equipped to withstand whatever nonsense that the enemy throws our way on this journey of life, because we understand that we need perseverance. If you didn't listen to that episode, go listen to it. Shameless plug. So that is my answer on that. I have one more question I'm going to answer. It says, hypothetically speaking, if you knew your best friend's boyfriend was cheating on them, would you tell them? And if so, how? Talking about some hypothetically speaking. Girl, if you just don't say that you know that your best friend's boyfriend is cheating on her, come on. I'm just kidding. But honestly, um, I guess um, that's picky. I mean, that's tricky. Um, I'm really trying to think like what I, I feel like I would. I was because part of me wants to say it depends like how our relationship is like it depends the 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 yeah how strong our relationship is and then part of me I don't know I really don't know because part of me is like you said that's your best friend mm, that's tricky part of me just wants to say pray about it because it's like what if like I'll be like I will literally say okay Lord like I want I know that what's the name is cheating on my best friend and this is just a very sticky situation and it's very uncomfortable. So if I am really meant to tell her, then okay, cool. But if you could like find a way for her to find out on her own without me, then I'd love that too. Like that's just how I would be because I feel like it's just so sticky and risky putting yourself in that predicament and then she gonna ask you questions like, well, how you know? And even if how you know, how'd you find out who told you this? And it's just all that extra. You know what I'm saying? Or even maybe if you're afraid to tell her, like, I think she definitely should know. But then I feel like won't the truth come out on its own? Like eventually all everything that's done in the darkness will eventually be brought to the light. So maybe it's just not a divine moment yet for God to reveal it to her. But at the same time, it's like, dang, I already know. So it's like hard to see. I feel like maybe tell somebody well pray on it first is for real because this is really tricky i really couldn't even i'm not really gifted in this area of expertise too i am but i'm not like this in situations like this i really because i feel like anything it could be a hit or miss um but if y'all are really close like close close then i would say like yeah girl i, I heard or i seen this but i'm not trying to be involved in the situation i'm just being a messenger so don't shoot the messenger um but or even just finding out who the person's cheating on them with and then see if she could have a conversation with the girl or something. But honestly, pray on it because half the time they find out like on their own or be like, God, please let her find out that he's cheating on her. Like people overlook prayer so much, but you, I would, I use it for everything. So you guys are going to hear that a lot because half the time, like that's how I get so much wisdom is from praying about it, praying before I make an action And then I do the action and then I gain knowledge off that experience of me committing that action that God gave me the, 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 the direction to go to, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I would pray on that because that's just really risky (laughs) for real. 
But guys, that's it for um this week's question. That's all I'm gonna answer today. Um, I'm gonna answer the rest next week. Please send in your questions um via the dms or the emails um and i love answering these things though guys i think it's important that we start these conversations and i love us just going beneath the surface i just can't express that enough i hate i don't hate jasmine i despise surface level nonsense talk um but yeah, guys, I don't think I'm going to do Bible breakdown today because I believe that I just want us to really focus on everything that I said in perseverance. Perseverance was like Bible breakdown times 100 um, in a great way, though. I feel like I preached a sermon low key, but um, just piggybacking off of perseverance, just understanding that difficulty is going to happen across our walk and I feel like if we lived a life that had no evil that had well not no evil but no difficulty or hard times um it wouldn't require faith and we have to understand that faith is a prerequisite for God to operate in our lives so understand that you need faith and perseverance on your walk and your journey of life And understanding that some people literally are holding you down and to surround yourself with people who bring out the best in you, who are helping pour into you. And honestly, it's like you have to hold yourself to high regard in the sense that not everyone deserves to get close to me. Not everyone like to be able for someone to call me my my to to be able to, to be able to call somebody my friend should be a, a very big, it should be sacred. It shouldn't be just spread out to any and everybody. And because of that, you have to treat your friendships with high regard as well. That, okay, I call you my friend. Now, this is what I'm expecting out of you of a friend. And if you're not able to do that and deliver that, please let me know. And then I can take off that title. It's still love, but I feel like friendship should be, helping you grow towards purpose and same with relationships too. I think there's so many people, a relationship series is coming um, on this podcast soon guys that I'm working on. So I'm really excited for that because that's going to shed a lot of light and give a lot of clarity on relationships and how we should operate in relationships and not just romantic relationships. If you under, if you've noticed everything in life is relationship, no, like we, life is based off relationships with one another um neighbors friends even in the bible they always brother and sister my neighbor father son like it's always a relationship so it's understanding how to win in relationships because when you do learn how to win in relationships and the importance of it and how to approach different relationships that you come across on your journey the more the more clarity and the more farther you're going to get in life and um I just think it's just important to be just transparent and truthful to yourself. You know what I'm saying? I think that it's okay for us to have these expectations of what we want in friends and and, and, and a brother or a sister or whatever the case may be. But understand and ask yourself, how am I delivering to the other relationships in my life? Are you being a hypocrite? Like, are you being that good friend that you want people to be to you? And I think that's that's a big key right there. Um, but understanding that literally we're, we all fall short in some time in, in sometimes in our lives. And that's why we need friends to help pick us back up or to help us steer us the right direction and hold your friends accountable. Seriously, like I'm going to tell my friends about themselves and I want my friends to tell me about myself. And some do 
Like, literally, Jay the other day was telling me, like, he just told me about myself. I'm not going to get too graphic, but he told me about myself. And I said, wow, thank you. Thank you for that. And understand that I feel like people forget sleep on. Oh, I got off topic, but I was saying that I feel like in some relationships, um, romantic relationships, it's more so it's like God isn't the foundation. So it's like you're just wasting time. Like, are you helping each other be a better man or woman of God? Because once you do that, I know people say, well, you're talking about God too much, but God is the foundation of everything. When you place God as your main focus and foundation, everything shifts. Everything falls together. Your finances are secure. Your health is secure. Opportunities are secure. Like that's the main focus. But when you focus on other stuff other than God, even though that one area you're focusing on may be cool, there's always going to be some other area that you're lacking in because you're not focused on what brings everything together. So I think... I think that's so important. And um, yeah, so I just want to leave off with that, guys. Um, I'm excited for September. Plan out your month. Don't just go into this month just while lollygagging and and not intentional about every move that you're making. Be intentional. Be picky with with your time and who you surround yourself with, with what you watch and what you listen to. Please. Please, please, please. This is going to be a blessed month, but only if you walk in the way in which you can get blessed. You cannot be wanting, this is going to be my month, but living a whole life opposite of what is going to bring you blessings. We need to understand that. And back to the perseverance thing, when I was talking about the different kingdoms, um, understand that sin is um everything literally the bible tells us and warns us everything every action that literally gives authority to the devil god already gave us game it's it's not like he said yeah the devil takes authority um in, in, in the devil's kingdom he has authority and boom like no he told us exactly what we can do to surrender our power to the devil sin so whatever falls under the category of sin is what gives the enemy foothold over your life god already gave you free game and if you want to continue doing it that's you that's your free will i'm not knocking you live your life i'm i can all i can do is be a light and live my own life as well but understand that that sin um is already mentioned God already told you what it is. So if you don't know if some things are, go to God, please open the word. Let's dig deep in our words, y'all, in in the word and just see where that's going to take us. It's taken me so far already. And looking back in a year from where I used to be coming to this new state, not knowing a lot of people and like just so much how a year can change. I remember I was freaking out about moving to Texas. I wouldn't make any friends and and I was going to I was a transfer. How was I going to meet people? But look at God. There's so many people that I've met that was just so divine. And shout out to all of y'all. Shout out to everyone who's been welcoming to me. I'm just so thankful. And I definitely, I definitely thank God for for leading me here. Like this is where I'm supposed to be. So um, let me not get sentimental. I love you guys so much. Always remember, stay positive, stay true to yourself. And remember, remain in alignment with the perfect will for your life, which is what? God's will, period. (laughs) I love you guys forever and always. Let's get it popping this month of September. Woo!